Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Beans Bops. I am your host, Emma, and we have so much to catch up on since our last episode in November. So let's just sit down and chat for a bit. I'm actually going to start off by stealing a segment from Emma Chamberlain's podcast, and it is, what am I drinking while recording? So, number one, I love caffeine. Number two, I love Spindrift. And number three, I really like sipping fun things because I get tired of water and I can only drink so much water throughout the day that I need to switch it up. Usually I switch it up with Spindrift in the afternoon, but today is a little different because I made a vanilla iced matcha latte with almond milk before I left. So that's what we have going on right now. I'm really setting the tone by having my afternoon matcha. So let's just get right into things. Since this is also called Beans Bops, like coffee bean, you know, I want to mention that I got an espresso recently and I have genuinely enjoyed making my own coffee. I think Nespresso's brew perfectly and I really don't like spending money going out and buying coffee anymore. And when I'm at home, I've just started romanticizing my coffee making experience by putting on some music in the morning, having like a coffee shop barista simulator kind of thing going on. So that has also been a nice little update since I last left you guys. My favorite espresso pods, if you have one, is the Chiaro Double Espresso and the Vanilla Custard. Um, and this is my pro tip. You have to use oat milk in your, your coffee. I am not a big almond milk girl. I bought it the other day by accident and was devastated, but I used it all up for my matcha. So yeah, that's, that's what's going on with that. Today when I was making my coffee, I played the song Pretty Boy by The Neighborhood, and I feel like this song is really adjacent to the song For You by Coldplay. I highly recommend listening to both of them and comparing the downbeats. You can kind of hear the deep string chords in the back, and then there's a type of high plucking on the guitar that they just sound so similar, and I had that realization this morning, and they align so perfectly. So those are my first two recommendations for the day. I think it's really good to start off with relaxing music, especially when making coffee, because coffee can stress you out a lot, and you just need to like go into it with a, a non-stressed mindset. And then you can eventually get your energy up throughout the day. So that's, that's a pro tip that I have. Start slow. But we're going to move into the neighborhood, since that was what I listened to this morning. The Neighborhood was fairly high up on my Spotify rap this year, and I feel like they're the type of band that I just cannot seem to grow out of. I found them way back on Tumblr in 2012, if you know, you know, which is a red flag in itself, but their music has remained amazing, and their sound has evolved and matured so much, just like their audience. I mean, that is 10 years later that I've been listening to them, and I feel like I have grown up with them. <laughs> Devil's Advocate by The Neighborhood was my most listened to song in 2021. And despite listening to it every single day, I never really got sick of it. And I still listen to it every day. It's on nearly every playlist I make. And I think the reason that I like Chip Chrome and the monotone so much is because it reminds me of early Radiohead and Coldplay combined. Um, specifically, the first album, Parachutes by Coldplay. It's very much relaxed. You have... Like like I said earlier, the very slow downbeats. I, I think that they really got a lot of inspiration from this album from a lot of early 2000s British rock music. 
It's very melancholic, and for lack of a better word, it has kind of a smoggy tone to it, the entire album. However, there is quite a dichotomy between some of the tracks on the album, since there's songs like Stargazing and Lost in Translation, which could very easily hit the indie pop charts. I just do not associate Sweater Weather with the band now, and I think their evolution is amazing. Not to say Sweater Weather isn't an iconic song, but the transition from the I Love You album being very edgy, black and white, dark and cold, to this like sunny but smoggy feeling, I think is great for them. I have started moving into a new phase of music that comes up approximately once a year, specifically in January and February, where I don't really listen to anything new for a few weeks. And then I kind of go crazy finding new music. So today I was listening to one of my newer playlists and it actually is pretty much all recommendations from friends. It is on my Spotify. It's a little heart with an envelope and it's all a bunch of indie pop because I've like bedroom pop and indie pop just screams February, like getting into a new season kind of like the begin end of winter, beginning of spring. It just sets a good tone for the rest of winter. Moving on, let's discuss a very important topic. Rihanna is pregnant and ASAP Rocky is the dad. This was not shocking to me whatsoever. I kind of ha- felt it coming. I knew she was hiding something considering she has yet to release new music. And I fear that we will never get new music from her again. I know it's a bad feeling. I don't want to put it out into the universe because I really hope that she comes up with something. But it has been six years since Auntie came out. And the only thing that I can think of on the horizon is maybe an album in four years to make like a a 10-year comeback. I'm not really sure about that. That's my speculation. But I think her and ASAP will be great parents. They will have beautiful children. So beautiful. But has anyone else wondered, like, how is Drake doing in this situation? There were pictures of him being taken at a Raptors game the day that her pregnancy was released, and it had appeared that he was incredibly down bad. I think that we might be getting Take Care (laughs) 2, just based off of this news, Um, and I don't don't know what's to come with him. I, I am fearful of Drake. It seems like he is going to be really going through it. Do you think that he, like, puts on Marvin's room and listens to his own music when he's sad? Like, do you think he just, like, lays there and wallows to his own stuff? Because there's always those memes that are, like, if you're so sad, like, you have to listen to Drake. Like, Drake is just, like, the saddest rapper. But, like, I wonder how he feels about himself like that. Like, does he listen to his own music and kind of just get in his feels? I think it's funny because Drake and ASAP have collabed multiple times before, so they're probably... That's never going to happen again. I can just feel that deep down. It's, it's going to be interesting. Anyways, I guess we'll see his feelings in a few months when an album drops, inevitably. I feel like he is turning out albums really fast nowadays, so he probably already has some stuff on lock ready to release. I think it's probably good that he had his tattoo of or for Rihanna removed. Um, that'd be a little bit awkward right now. Let's talk about the Euphoria soundtrack for season two. And don't worry, I won't have spoilers besides their soundtrack. So if you don't want to know what the soundtrack even is, if you're that far behind, don't want to watch it, don't want, like their music, let's just, let's just skip ahead a little bit. I have found the season to be so different sound-wise than season one. I have talked to my friends that watch Euphoria about this. It's just 
a completely different vibe music-wise, which the whole season is a lot more serious than the first one, I would say. Not to say that it wasn't serious in the first season, but this is, it's kind of on a completely different level. They really cater to the scenes that they are showing, and they know when to have music completely silent, have no music, just let the actual audio from the actors and actresses come out and just sit in the silence. Or they have perfect songs to evoke an emotion from the audience. I've noticed significantly more classic 80s, 90s, and yacht rock than season one. And I feel like there hasn't been as many hard modern pop beats, which I appreciate because I feel like the whole show is Rue kind of reminiscing. And it gives the sensation that the show is set in the early 2000s with modern flair. I noticed recently that they all drive cars from the early 2000s. The interior design is very much early 2000s, but they have the elements of like technology, smartphones, and more modern uh, pop rap music. And it just has that slight modern flair. So it makes sense to use older music. I really like that they're including a lot of songs from Labyrinth still, um, like All For Us, Forever, Formula. But it's in a completely different vibe than before. It's not to highlight a party it's more to evoke an emotion. There are a bunch of original songs that are coming out from the show that are not directly created by Labyrinth, which is, I think is good because he carries a good portion of the soundtrack and likely needs a break considering he was the <laughs> only person that really created the season one soundtrack, but there's, he's still influencing a lot of the original songs that are coming out for the show, even if he's not directly producing them or involved with them. They're choosing artists that are perfectly compatible with the theme of the show. I think that the single by Lana Del Rey expresses the depressive aspect and lows of the show, while Tove Lo is perfect because her music is very eccentric and colorful and also slightly chaotic. So I think that really also fits other parts of the show. It's a, a good balance that they have between them. I also think that this season has triggered a resurgence and a love of classic alt-rock or yacht-rock with songs like Right Down the Line by Jerry Rafferty, Dirty Work by Steely Dan, and In and Over Till It's Over by Lenny Kravitz, which I was very surprised to hear in this show. Not something that I had ever anticipated. It's kind of a song that I listened to when I was a kid. It would be on the radio and kind of disappeared. So I think it's cool that it was brought back. One of my personal favorites on the show is Lips Like Sugar. That's been a another favorite of mine since I was a, a kid listening to 80s alt-rock on XM radio. <laughs> and we also have bands like Depeche Mode and Nexus, which are classic 80s alt-rock groups. And these have become pretty popular on social media, and it's kind of giving new life to the songs that maybe weren't as popular in my generation. Although I am a pretty big, big Yacht Rock fan, and which many listeners already know. <laughs> I actually saw Steely Dan in November with my dad, who raised me on Yacht Rock at the Orpheum in Boston at their Greatest Hits Night, which was part of a three-night set. One of them, actually two of the shows were just very album-specific, and then this one was Greatest Hits. So we heard a lot of the classic songs that I have been raised on and listened to still quite frequently. I was one of the youngest people at the show, however, I knew nearly every song, which I felt was really impressive for my age, considering the rest of the audience. The venue itself was like a time capsule, it was at the Orpheum, so if you've ever been to the Orpheum, it's kind of on the smaller side. It is. It looks like it has not been touched since the early 90s, it is very run down, but still like, I'm, it emulates 
a good rock venue, I feel. So that I think that the venue is very fitting for the genre of music, like Yacht Rock. You can Google the history of Yacht Rock. It's very much kind of <laughs> kind of grungy, kind of run down. I, I don't even really know how to explain how Yacht Rock came to be in a kind way. <laughs> so it, it was very interesting. Donald Fagan, the lead singer, did an amazing job and still sounds great despite being 74 years old. He is still putting on a great show. He was at the piano the entire time, still singing. Then they have the Danettes, who are a group, a trio of three women who do a lot of the background vocals, and they also put on an amazing show. They're great singers, great dancers. I think my favorite song to hear was Hey 19, since there is a reference to Boston in the second verse, and the crowd went crazy for that. Like, there were people getting on their feet, dancing. I had never seen anything like that. I think that it was probably, like I said earlier, I was one of the youngest people there, and I think probably the next step up from me was in their 40s. So we had a lot of people a lot of people I would say in their 60s and 70s that were there they were all on their feet dancing having a great time um this is actually kind of funny I was walking down the street back to the car with my dad and everybody had left the Orpheum and was walking back to the parking garage and this woman was walking down the street (laughs) next to us and she goes why are all these old people walking down the street like where are they coming from why are all these these dads coming from and I I thought that was so funny so that is kind of a sneak peek into what the the show is like I also enjoyed hearing Black Cow since that is my favorite Steely Dan song since I was three years old I've known every word to it I have a playlist on my Spotify called Steely Dan Summer if you want to emulate the vibes of a July day sitting outside where it's nice and warm but the sun is like kind of going down I would say about five o'clock on a July day. That's what I wanted my playlist to emulate. And I was listening to it this morning when I was doing my homework, wishing that it was a July day and not very cold in February in Amherst. So if you're interested in learning more about Yacht Rock and listening to Yacht Rock, go check that out. Lastly, on a completely different note, over winter break, I started getting back into my SoundCloud remix mashup phase. And when I was going to spin, I decided that it would be a good idea to start using SoundCloud more. There's a remix of genuinely every song, which I have found absolutely fascinating, and somehow they are all good. I don't know how people can make these combinations. It's nothing that I could ever imagine. Um, There was one that I found this morning called Look at It's Look at Me Now and 1901 that was that was interesting um or stronger and levitating or don't start now and hung up madonna and dua lipa which we love people are very creative and i found that if they find the correct beats per minute and mash it up um it just it everything works i it, there's a good science behind it but i don't think i could ever become a DJ and do it myself. So I have to live vicariously through SoundCloud and kind of hope that something comes up that I will like. (laughs) My current favorites that I listen to when I work out or just need something to hype me up is uh, Peppas and Memories. It's a remix by Juan Diago Viteri, which I play in my house all the time. I really like Spin as a workout. And when we have a bike at home, so I kind of scour SoundCloud when I'm on the bike and try to find high beats per minute mixes. And 
One that I found through my friend Julia, who is a spin instructor, is a remix of Africa by Toto, and it's called The Africa Tyrant Hap- Happy Bootleg. It's on my SoundCloud, which I will plug. It is Emma EC42, and you can see all my liked songs, which I update very frequently because, like I said, I'm always liking stuff. I'm pretty sure my likes are public, so you can go look at that. I also have some public playlists of my favorite remixes that I've found. So if you really need something to pump you up, hype you up, if you are just feeling down and need something happy, I highly recommend going on SoundCloud. Since this week was Valentine's Day, my song recommendation for the week is Valentine by Coin. That's if you want something a little bit happy and upbeat. If you were not really feeling in the Valentine's mood and kind of want something to cry to, I recommend Valentine's Day by Lainey. Um, I love both of those songs so much, and they are on my newest playlist, which is the envelope with a heart emoji. I think that if you go on my Spotify, you'll see it. That's kind of what I'm feeling right now this February. (laughs) My Spotify is Emma Callan, C-A-L-N-A-N, and I update my playlist quite frequently. I have actually abandoned my February playlist, so I know I have some people that still listen to it. It's not my favorite. I'm really sorry. I was kind of slacking in the beginning of February while making it, but I do have another playlist from January that I still really like. And one of my all-time favorites that I've made called Menace to Society, which really encapsulates the title. So very chaotic. There's a lot of very random stuff on there. If you like that kind of thing, you like being surprised, uh, go take a listen to that. Um, It's a lot of Taylor Swift, uh, which I will be talking about next episode because I'll have some guests on to talk about Red TV, even though it came out a while ago, and some conspiracies about whatever the next album will be, the next album from The Vault. So we will see about that, see which gets re-recorded. Right now I'm banking on 1989. I know we have a lot of people that are saying speak now. Maybe by the next time I record she'll have some sort of update. Probably not because our girl has been not on social media recently. So I guess we'll see about that. I hope everyone has a great week, and I'm so excited to be back in the studio and chat with you all. I'll see you soon. Bye now.